The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. You're listening to Pure Rock Radio. Feed your addiction. Tonight's episode of Radioactive Metal is dedicated to the memory of Van Halen guitarist, Eddie Van Halen. Hey, this is Jeff Thorpe from Vicious Rumors. You're listening to Radioactive Metal. Welcome to Radioactive Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron.
What's up, everyone? Welcome to a Spreading Rumors episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 627. And I'm Snow White. And this is Aaron. And dear listeners, it's October. The air is crisp in a lot of places. Not necessarily down here in South Carolina, but it's getting there. <clears throat> the air is crisp. You need the hottest blackest coffee there is true call coffee t-r-v-e-k-v-l-t coffee.com check it out um let's see when this episode runs you're gonna miss out on the special but the good news is subscribe you'll make it for next month because if you subscribed before the 14th you're not getting one new band you're not getting two you're getting three this month because it's Oktoberfest. I don't know if that's really what's going on, but, you know, I'm making that up. Um, because, you know, like, it's always a festival here on the Radioactive Metal Show. And that's why we drink True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T, yeah, dot com. Buy Metalheads, for Metalheads. It's fantastic coffee. Check it out today. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. That's, that's actually very key. When you say it's for metalheads, by metalheads, like it's a very metal product. Because I listen to a lot of other non-music podcasts, a lot of wrestling podcasts and all that. And they have all these stupid fucking sponsors that have nothing to do with their subject matters. And it, it just, it just, these some of these reads are just downright irritating. And to the point where, I'll, you know, I'll just start, start taking the buds out of my ears and all that when when these these ads start but you don't have to do that you know here on radioactive metal with true cobalt coffee because it's a very metal product so metal. for metal heads for sure for sure with a name like that and you know with their moniker with their logo and all that being very metal it is also very Halloweeny now the the temperature and all that and like you're saying you're it's not feeling very crisp down in the Carolinas for you right now but up up here in Manitoba up here in Winnipeg okay it's starting to feel an awful lot like Halloween up here That's in terms of the of the fall weather and all of that so yeah i kind of need need lots of true cobalt coffee because um yeah not only is the fall here but the winter time and we need we need that magic elixir to keep us warm we got one hell of a show coming up we got one awesome creature feature unfortunately like you heard at the top of the hop we lost one of the all-time greats this week. We're going to be doing a little bit of chat, you know, about the mighty Van Halen. And I just got a mitt full of wicked tunes as well. Yeah. I, let me tell you, man, Van Halen hit me like a ton of bricks. Like that, mm-hmm. that was rough. And then we'll get into like the where we were later. But just, dude, I mean, Eddie changed the face of guitar like we had some great guitar players we had some great guitar heroes but everybody everybody knew van halen you know whether they made fun of him or whatever but almost every single guitar player i have ever known has attempted to learn eruption at one point or another mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like like eddie eddie just he just changed changed it all man 
For sure, for sure. And I have no doubt that tonight's creature feature, you know, he's had more, he's has got more than one Van Halen record in his collection. So we're eager to get into all of that. But before we do, we do have a little bit of house cleaning here to do. Starting with everything that's going on in the world with the death of, of Eddie Van Halen and the Halloween spirit and just everything. Okay. We just, I don't know, for one reason or another, we just never got around to making it a really big to-do by the fact that it is actually our anniversary today. No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Rock on, yes, as yes. we're recording? Now, yes, as we're right now, because I, I, don't, I don't recall wow. the very first day, you know, that radioactive metal... 14 years ago. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Back when no one knew what a podcast was and there was only a handful of metal ones and all that. Um, I don't recall the exact day we went on the air, but I know ballpark mid October. So it's this. I always, you know, the second week in, in October, ballpark around that has kind of always been. The anniversary, so 14 years, so horns up and congratulations, my friend, and, um, you know, we're going to uh, definitely, as long as there's breath in my body, and I certainly hope there'll be at least 14 more years of this program. Another thing that I've been doing almost as long as Radioactive Metal has been the October Horror Movie Challenge. Okay, yes. now, now with that, I, what that is, just in case you're tuning in for the first time, hello and welcome, maybe because you're a fan of the awesome Vicious Rumors or whatnot. Um, what it is around here is every October, I take the challenge of watching 31 horror movies all leading up to Halloween. I've been doing this every year for about 10 years now, and the tradition has been continuing as we speak right now. Okay. Uh, I am four games ahead of schedule. That's great, man. I'm, 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 I'm plus four games. Yeah, it's October 9th. I've got 13... Maybe 14 movies because last Sunday, okay, I sat down and I watched two older films, 20 Million Miles to Earth and Earth versus the Spider because you got to love those old. Yeah, yeah, you got to love those old, uh, those uh, 50s science fiction creature features where we get this name from for our interviews and all that. You got to love those old movies. And in the spirit, you know, of the drive in double feature. Yeah. I decided I'm going to make both of these movies like one selection. Rock on, dude. Yeah, yeah. So I'm well ahead of the game. Just the <laughs> the problem with this, though, is the second movie into the challenge. Yeah. I sat down and watched the original 1974 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Nice. Come on, you got it. It's a classic. Totally forgetting that in three days from now at the Park Theater, my beloved Park Theater here in Winnipeg, 
they're airing that very same movie. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I totally forgot. Oh, I'm still going. Oh, I'm still Hell going yeah. to see this in the theater. Like, the idea of, you know, cult, cult movie night at the Park Theater is... Like, I've seen all these movies. A lot of them I have memorized. Oh, hell yeah. And all that. But it's to see. I didn't get a chance to see them in the theater. I was either too young or maybe they didn't come up here, you know, in the theater, apart from maybe some obscure art art houses in Toronto or whatever. You know, so when I get that opportunity, you always got to make sure to do it. So, yeah, yeah. And it's also... Thanksgiving weekend here in Canada as we speak. Extra extra long weekend. Gonna top it all off with some Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hey, can't complain. It is going to be an awesome weekend. Um, do we have anything else? Well, on the I've been we trying to, to keep up with you this year. Oh, yeah. um, so last week I talked about watching Underworld, but um, mm-hmm. I have also watched the original 1941 Wolfman. Excellent. Um, and then I went back and watched The Werewolf of London, which was like 30 something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually kind of like the Wolfman in that one better, even though when I was reading about it online, people criticized the way that it looked. I'm like, I, I kind of like that one. And I think The Werewolf of London actually set up for the Teen Wolf series, like how they did the werewolves in that, because uh, I was talking about that. Right. Um, I also watched An American Werewolf in Paris, um, and then Frankenstein Meets the Werewolf, and then the 1960s, yeah. The Curse of the Werewolf. Out of uh-huh. all of those, The Curse of the Werewolf has been the disappointing one. Um, like, I won't watch that one again, but let me tell you, Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman was really good. No doubt, no it doubt, was no doubt. Really good. Like I'm, I'm really enjoying these old classic horror films. Oh yeah, and I actually bought the creature from the Black Lagoon so I can watch that this year too. <laughs> so that's coming up. But dude, like the Teen Wolf series I was telling you about, um, I, I like I knew I liked it, but I've just forgot how genius that first season was because they really pay homage to the movie. Um, because you, you, you remember the basketball coach in the first one. Mm-hmm. he's like let me give you some advice never play um cards with a woman with a tattoo of a battleship on her left breast or something like that remember like it's cra- crazy um and, you know don't go out with a hooker named something you know like this ridiculous <laughs> stuff well they can't they they the sport is now lacrosse and the coach is still insane and does those <laughs> same kind of insane things like he, before the one game he dresses up in in the jacket and does the speech from Independence Day, <laughs> like it's it's just it's hysterical, right? But then the the one main bad guy he shows up and he's like lacrosse. Back in my day, we played basketball, you know. So like Aww. in homage to the movie, it it was cool. Like it was really really cool. Um, but so I am um, I've watched the first two seasons of that again as well. Right on, right on. Dude, <coughs> oh, sorry. Plus, plus. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon because the last movie on my list that I yeah. watched was this really, really campy 80s film called Humanoids from the Deep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't if you know if I've ever it, seen it, but I'm very, very aware of it. You've seen, growing up, you've seen the VHS box in the video mm-hmm. stores. And all that. Okay, picture creature from the Black Lagoon 
if it was written by a horny 16 year old let's just leave that <laughs> it's like man this movie is fucked up holy shit yeah yeah that's yeah. what i thought so, about the second howling movie do you remember the second howling no no like the howling 2 and, and i'm trying to trying to remember it but i'm pretty sure it was the howling 2 the howling 2 is essentially a porno with fur yeah, you know, it was like a, it was like a porno for furries kind of thing. Like there was right. a lot of sex in that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, before things yeah. start getting a little too weird here, maybe we should get on with our metal fix. We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. As we speak, it's Friday night, so uh, me and my good buddy Jack here in my Motorhead mug, eager to uh, hear what you got for us. All right. Well, I am drinking Rogue Brewing's Bat Squatch. <laughs> I will be like posting that. a picture of this uh, when this episode drops because the the can alone is why I bought it. It's like picture a giant Sasquatch with a bat head and bat wings. Um. It's super nice. cool looking, but the beer doesn't match the name because the beer is like a hazy India pale ale, which is a very light, refreshing kind of beer. And mm-hmm. this is not a light and refreshing creature on this can, but I will drink it and enjoy it because it's the month of October. Next time, um, I, I, I've been holding off this one. I was almost going to drink it tonight, but I'm a little scared. Um, it's a beer called Ghost Rider made by a local oh. brewery here. Right on. Right, and like just the name Ghost Rider have to have it, right? I'm um, sold. But between being Halloween and then the Marvel character Ghost Rider, like need need to drink this beer. However, it's called Ghost Rider because it's made with ghost peppers. Mm, Are you aware right. of the ghost pepper? Never heard of that. No. Okay, the ghost pepper is supposed to be the hottest chili pepper out there. No. Oh, okay. Um, I've had jalapeno beer before and like a little, little, little bit of heat. And I think I was telling you like that last beer that I had was spicy last week. Um, so I just don't know what to expect. I mean, this might be one of those ones where we have to take a break so I can like go put out the fire in my mouth. Yeah, um, it's good. I was going to say, why do you want spicy beer? I would think after a couple of swings, like I'd be going up to the bar like, oh, water, water, yeah. water. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. We're we're gonna see here because it's it's also supposed to have like cherry. They said they they balance the sweet and the heat, so we'll see. We'll see. No. But again, it's it's the ghost, and I think the ghost peppers are even grown around here in South Carolina. Like I, I feel like it's like that local. Um, so I'm kind of uh-huh. excited about that. But anyway, so Nicholas and I made it to the record store and comic shops last week. Right on. And um, I picked up. Two different records. One, I picked up a record store day release. It was, um, do you remember the band The Trashmen? Yes, yes. So, Surfing Bird, right, is, is probably their big big single. And, um, you know, if anyone's like, Surfing Bird, I'm like, dude, you got to check out the Ramones version because it's killer. <laughs> um, but, so they had a 45 that was a picture disc 45 of The Trashmen with uh, King of the Surf or possibly King of the Wild Surf, and then Surfing Bird. And my kids love Surfing Bird, so I'm like, okay, i got to pick this up just so they have it later. Um, right. It was pretty cool. And then 
I have a double album here called That's Now That's What I Call Halloween. And normally, I don't buy into Now That's What I Call blah, blah, blah albums, right? Mm-hmm. But this has some really good stuff, like Rob Zombie's on here. Um, there's some other stuff. I, they have, like, Ghostbusters and that kind of stuff. But there, there's a good mix of Halloween-y type songs. I'm like, yep, going to get it. Because I want right to party this Halloween. And then since we were at the comic shop, I picked up Jughead the Hunger Volume 2. Because if you were a couple weeks ago, I got Jughead the Hunger versus Vampironica. Um, mm-hmm. They had Volume 2 in stock, and they are ordering me Volume 1 and Volume 3. So I'm going to sit down when they come back. I'm going to read Volumes 1, 2, 3, and then Vampir- the Vampironica one. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. Like, really looking forward to that. Can't wait. Um, and then let's see here. I also picked up the rise of Ultraman number one from Marvel from Marvel Ultraman. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I just read it tonight. It's really good. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Like, and the thing is, it's kind of interesting because it, it's, it's it, like what we, we were talking about, like the Ultraman series on Netflix, right? Right. I, I feel like there's all these different Ultraman series out there going on right now. Like the the Ultraman Netflix series, really good. This comic is really good, but completely different stories, but kind of throwing back to the same things, but kind of interesting. So, um, yeah, yeah. So it's it's good. It's good, but it's going to be interesting to try and keep all my stories straight. Um, let's see here. So. <clears throat> All right, here's the last thing I want to talk about. So, Snowy, it's the month of October. It is. Um, This is the month where we enjoy every sort of horror movie, scary, spooky story, whatever else, and it all comes into our metal world. Mm -hmm. What would you say if I told you there is a warehouse that had a whole bunch of dead bodies in it? Uh... Oh shit! Ooh, that's way out of left field because you you got me thinking. Okay, he's not just talking about like some people that were murdered because obviously the first reaction is, well, we better call the police. There's something more to this, though. Well, so, so here's the crazy thing: there there's an okay. article right at the, where there's a this is newly legal in Oregon somewhere where there's a whole bunch of bodies in a warehouse that they are composting. So now on the surface, this is actually okay. makes a lot of sense, right? Think about it. So mm-hmm. embalming is a lot of chemicals and it's to try and keep you from decomposing. Um, and then cremation, lots of greenhouse gases go into the air. So composting the human body makes the most amount of sense because then you turn it back into soil. It's going to, you know, it, it's the whole circle of life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But... If you're going to tell me there is a warehouse full of bodies, I am going to tell you that that is a horror movie waiting to start. Oh, definitely. Right? I mean, you can, you cannot tell me that there is not some scientist thinking, but I could do some experiments here. Like, mm-hmm. somebody is, right? Somebody is. And then, like, like, like goodness knows what other things are going on, because you know there's a, the other wackos. But I mean... Somebody is going to harvest organs or do whatever. Like, it's going to get weird. 
I, like, this is one of those things where I read this. I'm like, okay, only in 2020, only in October. You know, like, I can't wait to see what else happens this month. It's going to be nuts. But those would be all my metal fix. So what's going on with you this week, man? Wow, man. Like, when you mention a warehouse full of corpses and all that, it's like, this is how zombie movies start. Yeah. You know what all I mean? All of them. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Like, 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 like they're, they're, the government's going to come in and mm-hmm. they're going to have some sort of chemical to spray yep. it down, getting you ready for composting or, or whatever. Before you know it, you know, Joe, Joe Zombie's chomping into the first person. Before you know it, like there's this big epidemic. Like that's okay. Dude, All we're right. so on the same page. That's exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've often said the more that we get with science and just like with every, every, everything to do with that, like Dawn of the Dead could happen, the Terminator could happen, Jurassic Park could happen. Yeah. You know, for sure, for sure. But what is happening right now is some uh, cool stuff that I went out and picked up and some wicked records across my desk. First of all, I did all right in the record shopping myself. I kind of hit a couple of record shops. Okay. Last Saturday, as we speak, I had a couple of these record shop dude on my way. Okay. To seeing the Empire Strikes Back in the theater. Oh, you went and did that? That was happening near us. I was, I was yeah, thinking yeah. about it. Yeah, apparently it's been a wide, a widespread release. Yeah. You know, like all, all, all over, and it's kind of funny because the next day, I'm just kind of pissing around on the interwebs and all that, and I see a list of the top-grossing movies of the last week, and I see this one movie with. Like three million, I see like the New Mutants with like two million, and then I see like Empire Strikes Back with nine hundred thousand. It's like what bizarro world is this? Right? You know, we're 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 Star Wars movie only, you know, <laughs> only uh, only grosses like nine hundred thousand. But then when I when I think about like the theater that I went and saw it in, okay. I showed up nice and early because I wanted to make sure, you know, it's going to have limited seating, limited capacity, six feet apart and blah, blah, blah. So I wanted to make sure I got there nice and early. I guess I was the first one to buy a ticket because I was I had the best seat in the house smack dab in the middle of the theater. Okay, no one beside me, no one in front of me. And I think there was only three couples scattered throughout the theater on a Saturday night. So basically I had my own private screening of the fucking Empire Strikes Back. That's awesome, dude. I don't mind telling you the geek in me, my heart, I could feel it. And when the music kicked in and you know the the logo appears and the and the crawl goes up, man, my eyes my eyes started to get moist. Just just seeing that in the theater it was absolutely amazing. There's nothing like it, man. Yeah, there no, absolutely there there isn't. On my way there though, I stopped at a couple shops, um, grabbed um, the Integrity record, Integrity Two Thousand. hadn't um, so one of I hadn't picked that one up yet. I got it on a really 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 cool price, as well as a GBH. Remember the mighty GBH? Oh, yeah. 
Heck yeah. Yeah, Mid- Midnight Madness and Beyond. I picked that up on vinyl as well. Uh, hit hit one of the other shops. There was a one-hit wonder here in the early 90s here in Canada. They were called the Kings. Okay, and they're just like a rock band, one-hit wonder kind of kind kind of in the outdoor. Um, switching to Glide was was kind of the big hit, and uh, like it was really the only song that I know from this band. Like I actually have to admit, even though you know this beat goes on slash switching the Glide is was this huge hit in Canada and all that, I never really gave the rest of the record a shot as a kid. Yeah. You know, and I, so it's like, okay, five bucks. All right. All right. I'm going to have to grab this. But the piece de resistance, you know, the cherry on top of the ice cream sundae or whatever is I found a really cool vinyl copy of Mortuous's Through Wilderness. No way. Oh, really, really sweet with a gatefold oh, cover. I love the gatefold, and, dude. Yeah. Love that and all that. And of course, we just had Chad Gailey from Net Rock, Net Neck Rock, on a couple episodes back. Mortuous is one of his other bands and all that. So to find that that on vinyl, super stoked, super exciting, as well. A um, couple really cool records came across my desk um the new the new record from french meddlers nightmare um okay remember last week you had a hard time pronouncing um some of these swedish death metal band their black metal band names and all that well the new nightmare record um aeternum aeternum i hope I pronounced that correctly. That came across my desk, and there's a band. They have been around for quite a while, and Nightmare okay, actually has a long history with this show, okay, or at least with me personally. One of the very first things I ever did, you know, within the music thing, apart from being a fan, is many, many years ago, I did my own little black and white fanzine. Yeah, yeah, and of course, I'm looking for contributors, people from, you know, people who want to write for the, you know, to do reviews or interviews and all that in the back of the pen bangers section of Metal Forces. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got a response from this musician. Okay, his name was Yves Capion. He had just moved to Montreal from Paris. Wow. Him him and his girlfriend at the time and all that. And we communicated back and forth. He he helped me with hardware, the name of my fanzine. He was starting a, a fanzine on his end called Metallion. Okay, just a little black. We both were doing little black and white fanzines and all that. Okay. Um, I set Eves up with some guys I knew to help him get you know, his Metallion zine going and all that. Fast forward many years later, Metallion magazine is now a big glossy in Europe, all written in French. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah, and Eves is the editor of that. 
Nightmare was his band at the time. And they are still going strong. Their new record is now available. Really, really cool stuff. So it's like, and I kind of lost track of Eve's. Like I knew, okay, he's doing this, 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 and this. But everyone gets busy and gets doing their own thing and all that. When I finally saw, because we didn't get Metallion magazine, you know, here because it's in French. And I guess the, you know, only a psycho like me is going to buy a magazine written in another language just in order to have it. You know, when we went to the Quebec Death Fest, obviously half the half the people in Quebec speak French and all that. So that's the market to have Metallion magazine. Oh, yeah. I, I saw it on the stands. It was just our good buck, our good friend Ducky and I were in front of the magazine rack. I'm like, dude, dude you know what Metallion magazine is? And I gave him the whole spiel and all that. And like, this is my old buddy's magazine and all that. I'm buying this. I'm buying this. I still haven't been able to read it, obviously. Dude, Google Translate it, man. Like, <laughs> you put the Google Translate app on your phone and just hold it up and you can literally read it that way. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I've had to do that for things at work sometimes. Ah, um, okay. Google Translate will change you'll be able to read it like you just use the camera and like let it translate live for you it's awesome dude oh i didn't even know that was a thing heck yeah no right. I, I can't wait to hear about you reading this magazine now <laughs> right on right on yeah if you ever go i'm gonna fully well recommend to use your google translate or if you know french and all that you're going to want to read Metallion magazine, and you're going to want to listen to some nightmare. Another really cool record across my desk is the band The Troops of Doom. Now, we didn't play them on the show, like when they announced this new record was coming, this new EP was coming, but I was really excited for the first single, the you know, the first advanced single, and all that. The, the video, The Troops of Doom, okay. This is the band that, um, think back, Sepultura, pre-Beneath pre the Remains. Those first two indie records out of Brazil when they, before, before they really started to catch on. Yeah. Their original bassist, Yar, Yario. Okay, he's back. Oh, wow. Okay. And, of course, one of the, one of the big songs off the first... Um, off the first Sepultura record was a song called Troops of Doom. So this band, he put together a new band. He's he's he's. When you look at the picture, you can see who the grizzled veteran is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, it's much much in the same way with Eves. When you look at a new picture of Dove Nightmare and all that, like you can pick out Eves in that picture. Okay, well. The Troops of Doom, their new EP, debut EP, Rise of Heresy. Really, really cool um, old school Sepultura sound. Like, this could very well, okay, just in terms of style and songwriting and sound and even production, okay, this could have been the record in between Schizophrenia and beneath the remains. Oh, that's cool. I uh, would have it would, when you when you hear it. I'm going to get to a song from that EP. You when 
when you hear it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. This 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 awesome EP even has a cover of uh, Sepultura's Bestial Devastation and the Troops of Doom and all that. So yeah, it's actually turning into one of my favorite releases this year. All right, let's get into some tunage here, shall we? Let's drop that new Nightmare record, Aeternum. Let's go with Divine Nemesis.
can lock your doors, but you can't lock the madman out of your mind. Tear the life out of you.
when choosing a, a track from that awesome Troops of Doom debut EP, The Rise of Heresy, yeah, maybe those one of those covers of Old School Sepultura might have been cool, but I kind of leaned towards the confessional just because halfway through that song dude there is a nice um nod and, and a musical nod and a shout out to the mighty celtic frost that you might have caught there good stuff good stuff you're going to want to check both of those records out man there is a lot of history there with those two bands you know so it's like yeah, like is this is this 1989 or is this 2020? Like, what's right. going on here? Glad to see both uh, both these artists doing new and killer stuff. Speaking of, you know, is this 1989 or is this 2020? The mighty Bay Area Bashers, vicious rumors are back once again with a brand new record. Celebration DK. Now you may recall last just just last year we had Main Man and Ax Axeman Jeff Thorpe on the show. As you may recall, um, spoke to him. Just the the vicious rumors was crossing Canada. You remember those glory days when we had concerts. I, I've heard about them. You know, they they happened you know, <laughs> in, in another time, a time of old. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. It was it was the golden age last year of concerts. What? It's Mr. Thorpe and Vicious Rumors had crossed Canada for the very first time. So of course, radioactive metal had to be there, and I had a rather memorable interview with Thorpe just on the sidewalk, just outside of the Park Theater. Like it's just it was one of those absolutely surreal moments that like sixteen year old me, you know, you know, when you're pushing fifty, you're going to talk to Jeff Thorpe, you know, on a Winnipeg sidewalk, and I would be like, get the fuck out of here, <laughs> you know. It's just best, it was it was absolutely yeah. That's one of the things you know that I love most about doing this show, you know, is 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 looking back and myself and saying. More my old self saying to my new self, like, come on, man, there's no way. Well, it seems to be happening with this new record, Celebration Decay. And of course, Vicious Rumors and no one else are doing any tours right now. So to celebrate <laughs> this new record, we got Mr. Thorpe on the phone and got the 411 with everything going on once again to get us there with that cool chat. How about we drop the first single from the record just in time for Halloween as well. I love it when a plan comes together <laughs> from Vicious Rumors new record Celebration DK. This is Pulse of the Dead. Oh man, with an evil eye that crosses 
First and foremost, I guess with everything that's going on in the world, I always like to um, ask my subjects just how they're doing, how they're, you're healthy, you're happy, you're holding up with everything. Yeah, you know, um, I'm doing well, thank you. You know, thanks so much for asking. Uh, I'm well, my family's well, the band, the guys in the band are well, so I've um, got a lot to be thankful for. Um, you know, uh, I think when it when it all first started, just like everybody, you know, it was uh, such an unsure, kind of frightening experience. And I think now everyone's kind of, you know, accepted the reality and kind of taken it in a little more. Um, I still uh, like to take it pretty seriously um, and not, you know, let my guard down about it. But at the same time, like, um, you know, civilization just doesn't work uh, sitting still, you know. So Mm -hmm. it's like um, it's a tough predicament for everyone to be in. And um, I just try to be, uh, you know, use the safety guidelines and try to avoid uh, those types of dangerous situations um, for me personally because I just, you know, uh, I want to. I want to. You know, when all this gets better, I want to do some serious ass kicking, man. And mm-hmm. uh, got to be strong to do that. So uh, I just wish everybody, you know, uh, the best of health and safety. And um, you know, we're like just like a hundred years ago, man. We're going to have a pandemic for maybe a couple of years, and then after that was the Roaring Twenties, one of the best times in America. So there's no reason that can't happen again. <laughs> That's a good way of looking at it. Excellent, excellent, for sure, for sure. But it, it must be frustrating for Ben, like yourself, that's that's in this position where you just put out this new kick-ass record, Celebration DK, and you're just probably just itching to get on the road and get it out there to as many people as possible, and then screech, everything comes to a halt. Yeah, no, it's, it was painful. I mean, uh, you know, the guys and I put so much work into it and uh, we're, you know, we're extremely proud of the record and we really came together as a team and, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm as proud of this album as I am any record I've done. And it was just painful to have to cancel uh, European, U.S., Japanese tours. I mean, oh, beyond frustrating you know the only you know the only thing you can do is just you know take a few deep breaths and just you know you got to accept the fact that everybody's going through it and uh Mm -hmm. it's not just it's not just us it's the whole industry and i know a lot of times i talk with people and they go well like you know did you ever think of you know putting off the release till this was over and of course that conversation came up and and we did think of that, but, um, you know, all, to me, all that would mean is that then there'd be absolutely nothing this year, you know? <laughs> so, so at, at least with a new album out, you know, if people can't go to shows, hopefully they're going to, you know, want to pick up our album and, and celebrate heavy metal with vicious rumors on celebration decay. And, you know, and for us, um, we put so much work into it. You know, it's really hard for an artist to sit on an album for a year and then be excited about it again a year later when you've already kind of passed that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so from our state of mind, like it was just, 
uh, we're thankful to SPV that uh, they were willing to put the record out. And um, we're just very, uh, we feel lucky, man, because things are, are so hard and so bad for so many people. And, you know, we got to release a badass heavy metal album. So um, we've been getting a great response around the world. I've been doing uh, just a, a ton of press, probably the most press I've ever done uh, on this album. And um, so it's, it was rewarding to have our last album and this album get in the top 100 German album charts with, you know, uh, Queen and David Bowie and stuff like it was crazy. Wow. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and that's something we've accomplished. It, it took us a long time to accomplish that, uh, just our last two albums. But uh Anyway, man, uh, long story short, uh, we're too late for that, but uh, long story <laughs> short is we're, we're happy to have the album out and um, in a time like this when at least, you know, there's that and we can celebrate some new music. And, you know, we sure miss everyone and can't wait to get back on the road. When time's right, we'll be there. Right on. That's what I want to hear. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, a lot of bands I'm talking to, they're like, yeah, it sucks, but we're dealing. But you know what? We're itching to get on the road. And when we do, we're definitely going to kill it. Yeah, yeah. You you mentioned doing all of this press more than you've ever done for any other record. Is that, do you, do you attribute that to the fact that you're not on the road or anything like that? It's almost like you have more 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 time to do it, perhaps? Um, it's not about time. It's about it's about the excellent work at SPV Steamhammer. Um, mm-hmm. They are just an incredible group of people, and they know this music. And Alihan and and Borg and the the staff there are longtime veterans in the business, and uh, they're well known. They're well respected. They're well liked because they're good people and they do business the right way. And um, it's by far the best relationship I've ever had with a record company. We're we're going past ten years now. We've been working together, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I still have a record deal. So uh, um, I feel so so lucky to be able to say that. But really, no. It's about the the incredible work the promotion department did at SPV. Uh, they also worked with a syndicate in the U.S. Uh, mm-hmm. and they the syndicate has also done a fantastic job. And uh, yeah, definitely want to thank them for uh, you know helping to make Celebration Decay the, such a success. Uh, and that's really what it's all about, man. Like you know, you could be. So, you know, and I, I can tell you firsthand, you can be signed to Atlantic Records, when and and when we signed that contract, man, I just couldn't believe it. I'm thinking like, you know, Aretha Franklin, Vicious Rumors, you know, ACDC, Led Zeppelin, you know, I mean, and that is a it's a beautiful thing. And Atlantic, you know, they did a decent job, but I mean, they were they're a huge label working with a lot of different bands and uh, it, what really matters is more than what label you're on is the people that you're working with and what are they able to get done and um, like working with SPV has just been incredible well they have the passion directly for your band absolutely and and 
Yes, that's you know, and that's what Vicious Rumors runs on too. You know, just adventure, passion, and uh, when you hook up with people that feel that way on the other end, it's just a good combination, man. And, you know, it's a tough business, man, as you know. No, most certainly, most certainly. Um, but if anyone knows the business, it would definitely be you because I believe you kind of the formative years of Vicious Rumors started in in 79 was it that's correct man <laughs> does it seem that long you're older than back in black you know <laughs> you're, you're, you're I, I, I co-wrote back in black okay, <laughs> okay. um no uh, uh you know listen man you know when i was doing my first album like you know we were wearing like checkered pants and like Rickenbacker guitars. It was like 1940. No, I'm just teasing, brother. I'm just teasing. <laughs> um, but no, I've been really lucky, man. I've, uh, you know, I'm, I feel a, a lot of times people ask me if like, you know, I feel like I didn't, uh, uh, get what you know what was coming to me and the more and more I just try to realize how lucky and how fortunate I've been and and to still be on this adventure 41 years into Vicious Rumors career uh Larry Howell's just done an incredible job uh being the heartbeat of the band with his you know aggressive solid drumming and and with that along with my guitar style and songwriting has been like the thread that's enabled us to travel through all this time and all these albums. And now, you know, uh, it's just having Gunnar DeGray with us and Nick Courtney on vocals. I mean, these guys are just, uh, you know, they just bring energy and ideas and, uh, you know, just high output, uh, dedication and talent and like you know it's just been Larry and for Larry and I it's just been a pleasure like to work with these these young guys and, um, and they're just you know really talented guys and you know we've collaborated with them and got to play with each other for a year and a half before we even made the record so that was really valuable too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of kind of a breaking in period I guess for sure yeah, well, you know, it started with the Digital Dictator tour that was going to be 20 shows and maybe a month. And it, and at the end of the day, it turned out to be 108 shows and 18 months. Wow. So it, re- it really pushed back the writing and the and the recording process, but uh you know, and that was why we had a four-year gap in between studio albums, but at the same time it also gave our unit a chance to like tour together, do over a hundred shows together, um, you know, understand the new, the music together, past, uh, present and future and how everybody fits into it. And it made for, when we went in to do the record, it was just like a, you know, a, a great experience because we had all that history already, which is something I've never done. It's always been the other way around. So, you know, me and the guys get together, 
work the songs out, make a record, and then go on tour, and then kind of gel in that way. So to have that happen before the recording this time, uh, to me, you know, I almost hear it on the record. It just sounds like we're just jamming and ripping it up together, like, and we are. Well, I definitely loved the end product for sure, for sure. With the, with the name, with 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 the name of the album and the album cover and all that, you try to make a statement here with it. Well, you know, we were just going with uh, humanity. You know, just an observation that humanity continually takes dar- a darker path as time goes on. Like. Um, for example, like when I was a kid, I loved zombie movies, right? But I mm-hmm. would have to, I would have to go to like you know, uh, a movie theater on a special day to go see it. Like the thought of it being a number one show on television was unheard of, <laughs> you know. And, and and now like every other show on TV is a zombie show. So mm-hmm. that's just a one small little observation, but just. In general, there's still I know I, I still believe in, in in goodness in the world, but this is a dark planet, and uh, humanity follows dark trends, and so that's where we came up with the whole celebration decay thing, and then from there it was just um, you know let's just make the most apocalyptic dark lyrics, the darkest lyrics we've ever done, and let's just make this powerhouse heavy metal album exploding with as much power as we can dish out on the music and the vocals and lyrics and melodies. Right on, right on. I'm kind of glad you mentioned horror films because I was going to get into that because we're pushing, you know, the we're pushing October. It's going to be the Halloween season here and all that. So I was going to ask, are you big on the horror films? Oh yeah, I love. I've always loved them. I, you know, I'm. I kind of prefer the uh, either the really old ones or the uh, classics. Um, I'm not. I'm not so crazy about just like the ones where it's just like a human like slashing up another human or something like that. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. that's just that's more just like sickness to me. Like, but I'm into like horror where it's like supernatural or. You know, or the classics, of course. You know, uh, I don't know if you've seen our Pulse of the Dead video. But, I have. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, we tried to. You know, we wanted to include some <laughs> of that kind of dark humor into our song there. Uh, that mm-hmm. song was. Uh, it kind of came out with Nick Courtney had uh, uh, written the song mainly about uh, uh, based uh, loosely on an Edgar Allan Poe poem and so um and me being a fan of horror as well it was fun putting together a video like that right on right on yeah see watching that video that gave me the feeling okay not only is like this band into horror but they kind of you know they're more connoisseurs i can tell and they kind of dig dig the classics and that that came across in that video and i guess that's what you were going for Absolutely. You know, when I, we were working with a really talented young director, Carl Winery, up in uh, Portland, and, and uh, Freddie also, uh, Carl and Freddie, um, 
a couple of filmmakers up in the Northwest, and they they were just a blast to work with, and um, I, it was so easy like to convey like what I wanted to do, and then they would just like send oh, okay what like I would uh, tell we'd talk about it together, and then they'd send me something back, and I would just be like, oh man, that's so killer, thanks, you know, and just like that's all you'd have to say is thank you at that point, you know. So they were great guys, great guys to work with. And, um, uh, yeah, it was a lot, lot of fun doing those videos. We did, uh, the pulse of the dead video and the celebration decay video that just came out a few days ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw that yet, but, um, yeah, that, uh, yeah, we did both those videos with those guys. Right on, right on. Do you remember your very first horror film you saw, I guess, just as a wee one? Man, I'm not sure I remember my first anything, buddy. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair but, enough. Every once in a while, I like to challenge my subjects and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I can just say that, like, uh, I think I was first sort of scared by the, you know, the the vampire image. Like, the mm. you know, that, that was probably my first, like, Whoa! I know. God, what a wicked thing that is, you know. But uh, yeah, I was like I said, I was always kind of an old school guy, the werewolf, even, and you know. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> I know. It's I know. fun stuff. Fun. Yeah, it, it's just always fun. Like it just to me, you know. But for sure, for sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big horror film fanatic myself. I kept all my VHSs and. And all that, so I'm, they're probably worth something on the market now. With the whole the whole eBay, like back then when we were younger, we didn't think these VHS, these beta movies, were going to be worth anything. But I can just imagine what some of them would fetch now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I'd be interested to know because I was going through the garage and found a ton of VHS tapes and DVDs, and I'm not sure what to do with them. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe put them up on eBay, and that's that 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 could finance your next record. Yeah, you know, it probably would. <laughs> so so many of them, what a mess out there. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, we just recently had um, Dan Watson from Hex from the Bay oh. Area, from your old stomping ground. Um, sure. You, yeah, yeah. Do you still? Uh, Keep in contact from I want us like I don't know how many people that you knew from back then, but do you still keep track? Still run into people from back in the day? Absolutely, um, and, and th there's no question that uh, I run into people all the time. The funny thing about it is, uh, more often than not. I might run into to one of my friends that lives like, uh, you know, 20 minutes away, but we don't see each other. We hadn't seen each other for five years, except for twice in Europe. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so that that's happened a few times where I where I just realized like, oh man, go I saw Matt. Let's see, I saw him like two, three times, but every time was in Europe. But he lives, uh, you know, 35 minutes away. 
wow. uh, which is which is funny. But uh, yeah, no, I uh, I always love it. You know, Will Carroll I, uh, is a real good friend of mine, drummer of Death Angel. Uh, he was in Vicious Rumors uh, 2002 uh, when we played the Wacken Festival. Um, and, you know, he survived COVID. He actually got almost lost his life with it. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. all that. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, uh, it's always great to see Will and uh, going strong again. And, um, yeah, uh, Eric from Testament's really a good friend of mine. Uh, always loved the guys in Death Angel. You know, there's actually a pretty good camaraderie. Um, I think we're all amazed that each other can still do it you know, <laughs> after all these years and that, and that we're still doing it. But, you know, it's crazy, man, because I, I when we were all starting out in the Bay Area, um, Death Angel, Vicious Rumors, Exodus, Testament, uh, all these bands that are, that have been working steadily for 40 years. Um, mm-hmm. um, when we, when we started out in the scene back then, we just thought we were like a, a local band scene like every other major city in the country or maybe around the world. And I don't think any of us had any idea that the whole world was going to look to the Bay Area from that point on for this sound and this incredible explosion of uh, from thrash to power metal to heavy metal and Vicious Rumors was sort of one of the few bands that kind of mixed mixed all of it together. Um, but, you know, I'm just, you know, definitely so proud to be part of that explosion that happened. And it's happened in San Francisco a few times in history with music, with, you know, the jazz scene in the 60s, the beatnik scene, and then, of course, the kind of acid rock scene with the airplane and all that and then again in the, in the 80s with heavy metal man and i i happened to be here at the time so i got here just in time from hawaii all right on well that's a good place to end it thank you so much for once once again for everything like i said we're um, the new record is being cranked around the office here really really digging it and um i can't wait till uh you know, get get back across. You have to cross Canada again. And, hey, absolutely. Uh, we had a blast uh, playing shows up there. Uh, yeah, just in in closing, I'd just like to say, you know, to thank you so much to all our friends and fans up in Canada, throughout Canada. Uh, we had an incredible time last year going from coast to coast and um, hung out with so many cool people and cool bands and uh we really miss everybody. I just want to wish you and everybody the best of safety and health. And thanks for holding the heavy metal flag high, man. Vicious Rumors will be back strong very soon.
you're not tuned in to The Shining Wizards, listen to what some of our fans have to say about the show. Hey guys, it's the Stallion. And when I'm contemplating suicide, I throw on The Shining Wizards because nothing makes me feel better than knowing I'm not one of these four grown adults, virgin fucking marks, discussing a fake wrestling product. Tune in live every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. East, rantemradio.com. It's The Shining Wizards where it's wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. In this town on Valentine's Day, everybody loses their heart. It looks like Harry Warden's back in town. In the town of Valentine Bluffs, there are many ways to die. Take your pick. My bloody Valentine. Rated R. There are only three good things you need in life. Sex, beer, and pure rock radio. still around dude not only is nightmare kill putting out new killer stuff not only is the the new rebirth of 
Sepultura happening. There is a new Raven record out. This is awesome. The new Raven Metal City. That was, I guess, their unofficial official tribute to the mighty Lemmy. And I'll do that right now here in my Motorhead mug. Just one second. <laughs> Raven with their awesome new track, Motorheading. And you know what? That's actually an expression that I used like as a teenager. And every once in a while, it still kind of creeps up. Like my friends, you know, they'll... They'll, they'll they'll back me up like that when i when i say yeah i gotta go or it's time to go let's let's get out of here i'll actually say hey guys it's time to motorhead or whatever because you know it was the expression it's time to motor we gotta yeah. go and well wow you can't just call it just motoring well did anybody ever you think know. that you wanted to do speed no Oh. <laughs> I, I'm just no. curious because that, that's where the Motorhead name came from, from Speed Freaks. It, it, it does, but none of my friends know that. But that I mean, like hurt. like normies. Like, you, were there normies who were like, oh my goodness, there goes a bunch of Speed Freaks? <laughs> not, not that I've ever heard. Not that I've ever heard. And I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad for that. Yeah, you kind of had to remind me. It's like, oh yeah, because Motorhead is just, it's synonymous with kick-ass music. And Speed. Well, apparently. And Jack and Coke. <laughs> apparently. Apparently, yeah, yeah. Raven's Metal City. That's just a good... Like a, okay, yeah, very, very Motorhead influence, but the rest of that record is just good old-school Raven, for yeah. sure, for sure. And that's, that's one of those bands that, when I went metal full-time, like, I discovered them with the all-for-one record. Way back when, and I remember us having that wicked um, album autopsy series that our former co-host Rock and I were doing, dissecting oh, that was a good entire one. record. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, when we did Ravens All for One and talking, talking to um, John Gallagher, the the real British Gallagher's, Noel, Liam, who are these guys? No, Mark and John Gallagher. These. These are the original Gallagher brothers. So just having having one of the Gallaghers on Radioactive Metal was definitely a highlight. And before that, Steamhammer recording label artist, um, label mates of Mr. Thorpe as well, is one Mad Max from their new record, Storm Child King, Storm Child Rising. That is talk to the moon. And Mad Max is, you know, another one of those bands, German metal band that I discovered about 1984. German. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with their Rolling Thunder record and all that. So yeah, this. Uh, holy shit! Yeah, this has been. Uh, it's been a pretty um, metal veteran heavy so far. So, and I think um, we're going to continue that as well because um, hmm, we lost one of the all-time greats, dude, this week. Um, and like I knew that. It was well documented, like he was having his problems with this illness. I honestly okay. didn't know any of that. 
Oh, okay, yes, yes. He was having uh, a bout with cancer because he, I don't mean to, I'm not being a smart ass, but he smoked way too much. Oh, okay, dude. I believe. Like, what? I was, I was yeah. watching videos, like, at, Every picture, every video has him in a cigarette. Right? Yeah, cigarette, yeah. Like, and, and probably until uh-huh. like like the mid nineties, I, I think uh-huh. is when he finally started kicking it. Like somewhere after Wolfie was born. But I mean, one of the videos where he sits down to play what becomes three sixteen, he's um, got a cigarette. He blows a bunch of smoke rings, um, and then he you know then he puts the because he, he is famously known for having the cigarette stuck in his guitar strings up the head sock. And that's why uh-huh. his guitar always had cigarette burns. Like friends of mine that were into Eddie Van Halen would try to take a cigarette and burn their guitar that way just to make it look like oh, that because it was so iconic, you know. Like you, they, you know, this this was like relicking before people did relicking, and just it, he was so famously a smoker. You mm-hmm. Know? mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's ultimately what had killed him. Like he he was diagnosed with this cancer. And I thought he had beaten it and all that, but I don't know. And I wasn't looking for details. I'm not a ghoul. I don't care how. I just know he was sick. You know, yeah. I'm not looking for the whys and wherefores. This this is what killed him, and that is way, way, that is way too bad. Yeah, it sucks. You know, yeah, yeah. So now, you know, I have, I have young friends who smoke, okay, and I've been saying to a lot of them, okay, I'm going to let you do this, like I have a say, but the whole paternal thing kind of kicks in. Yeah. And I'm going to let you do this for a couple more years or whatever. If you haven't quit, I'm going eh, eh, eh. to poke you. Eh, you know, I'm going to just sit here. I'm going to poke you. I'm making poke movements <laughs> and sounds, you know. I'm going to poke you. Uh-uh. Okay, Until boomer. You quit. Well, well, it's a good thing. It's a I good know, thing. I know. You know. <laughs> you know. You know, you know but, so, but when you're yeah. a kid, you don't care. You know, that's. Oh, no, because you're invincible. Yeah. Oh, oh for sure. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were, we, we were all there and all that. Yeah. But I can, you know, share with my wisdom and all that. But, you know, right now I'm going to let you be young. And, you know, I'm. But, to the friends that I've done this and said this to, they know, they know who they are. How did you discover Van Halen? Since we're already talking about how we discovered Raven and Mad Max. And it's so Nightmare. funny, man. Like I honestly don't know how I discovered them. I I I feel like it was with the 1984 album, um, and it would have been like somewhere in middle school because I can remember that we had twins, um, Craig and Daryl. And Craig and Daryl both went to the Van Halen concert and they came back wearing the 1984 tour shirts. So they were like the ah. coolest kids in school. Because, um, I mean, that album had right. Jump, it had Panama, it had Hot for Teacher. Like, that album was like the album when it came out, you know. And plus you had a cherub smoking a pack of cigarettes. Like, it didn't get much cooler than that, you know. So, yeah. so like, that's... That, like that's I don't know if that's the first time I heard Van Halen, but like those are that that's like my first time I can really associate Van Halen with something is that, you know, you probably get a lot of people about our age, a couple of years younger that are going to say, yeah, I think it was 1984, like the album. Yeah. For me, for me, 
it it wasn't the diver down record per se because like okay like van halen like in cream magazine and hit express we had a magazine called hit express up here okay which eventually i'm going to get into it was also a ktel release with that same title but up you know i saw van halen didn't really know the music or anything, but I saw the name in these magazines and all that. Because even as a kid, I read, you know, I read music yeah. magazines and all that. Um, so I kind of knew who they were. Remember KTEL Records doing the old compilation albums? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, we bought a lot of those because we just saw it as, oh, like, instead of like, and I bought albums as well. Which kind of, it, that would bother my parents sometimes. They'd be like, well, why did you buy the full album when you could have just bought the 45? <laughs> well, Mom, there's nine other songs. Yeah, but those aren't good. You want this one. You know, this The okay. CD, the CD, the single only costs $2. Why do you want to spend $10? My parents that's... were exactly the opposite. My uh, dad was like, why don't you get the album? Well, He's right. Like, You're probably going to want more of the songs. <laughs> Yeah, like, but I think I think I've told you, like, my dad was also an audiophile. Like, he was really into right, vinyl right. and all that sort of stuff, you know. Right, right. Well, my dad was absolutely the opposite. But we bought a lot of these um, KTEL compilations. Yeah. One of the songs on the one called Hit Express. Okay. Okay. Um, had... Van Halen's cover of Roy Orbison's Pretty Woman. Oh, such a good one. Oh, Pretty Woman. So that's kind of it's like, oh, that's that Van Halen that I'm reading about in the magazines and all that. Uh, okay, and all that. And then a little later on, I had my mom tell me that it was an old Roy Orbison song. Well, who the hell is Roy Orbison? Yeah. You know, like, what the hell's that? <laughs> and all that. So, so that's when you kind of discovered the concept you know, of the cover song. And then you, you become a Van Halen fan and you go back and you buy, you know, their back catalog and all that. And it's like, hey, they did a lot of covers. They did. <laughs> and they did yeah. a lot of good covers. They did a lot of wicked covers. Short Shortly after that, though, um, I heard um, Unchained on the radio, just on terrestrial radio one time. And yeah. it's like, okay, this is a little heavier you know harder rock and stuff than i normally listen to because i was still listening to just pop at the time you know pop and like soft rock and just whatever else you know a dumb 10 year old listens to in 1980 and all that whenever whenever it was ball ballpark so it's like okay but then the dj goes that's van halen oh like van halen like on the hit express a track Oh, okay. Okay, I can kind of get behind this. And then a couple of years after that, yeah, I became a full-on Van Halen fan with the 1984 record. And then, you know, I kind of made my way back, you know, found various albums, you know, on cassette and CD. And just a couple of weeks ago, I found Van Halen 2 on vinyl, and I think I've still got, I think I've got, yeah, yeah, I bought 1984 on vinyl earlier this year, too. So I got the, I got the, I got that record on cassette. I got it on CD 
and I got it on vinyl. That's awesome. As well. So that's kind of it's kind of how I discovered Van Hill. And then you get into the whole, you know, he's married to Valerie Bertinelli, and you know, I don't want to get too far down this, you know, down this rabbit hole, but you know, you can just kind of learn more and before you know it, boom, you're a full fledged Van Halen fan. The Valerie Bertinelli thing is very interesting, right? Because in the eighties royalty was still a big deal, at least here in the States, right? So my, my grandmother, um, was of Scottish descent. Right. I can't remember if she was born here in the States or if she was born in Scotland and came over here, but, um, her parents were definitely from Scotland. Right. Um, and so when the Royal wedding was happening in the eighties, you know, princess Diane, Prince Charles, that was all that was on TV. Like my, a grandmother was all about it. We talked about it. Like I learned all this stuff about the Royal family, you know, and I, I bring this up to say that Valerie Bertinelli and Eddie Van Halen was the equivalent of that for metalheads, you know, Definitely. for fans of rock, you know, hard rock and metal. It's like, Whoa, like, like, like this guitar God just married this goddess that we see on TV. And one day at a time, it's like, Whoa, Mm-hmm. Holy cow, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I want to thank I want to thank Valerie Bertinelli for being one of those, you know, that kind of gave me that um, push, shall we say, into uh into manhood. Shall shall oh, we say she was she's definitely what one, oh, one of them. Hey, come on, what guy, you know, our age when one day at a time, what guy wasn't crushing on Valerie Bertinelli? Oh yeah. yeah. And if you weren't such a big Van Halen fan, like you know, what guy hated or, you know, didn't hate Eddie Van Halen because of that. They both loved him and hated him. You know, what though, you know? like think about the shows available to guys our age when we were of that age. We had Buck Rogers with Aaron Gray. Oh, hell yeah. You know, oh, and so- that that translated into we're going to have to watch Silver Spoons because she's on it. And then you have the A-team with whoever their female liaison is. You have Charlie's Angels. You have mm. the Dukes of Hazard. Daisy. I mean, dude, Catherine Bach. Just gotcha. wow. Right? Like she That's set the I'm standard for, for like everything, right? So oh. yeah, I mean, there there was quite a lot of lovely ladies on the air back in the eighties. Definitely, definitely. And I'm like that's a staple though, like Yeah. You know, that's that's Hollywood ugly. Even the girls, you know, even the ugly girls have to be pretty. Yeah. You you know what I mean? Like, okay, we need a girl, but she can't be that pretty. Okay, we'll get that hot chick, but put glasses on her. (laughs) Right, right. That's what I said. Put glasses on her and make her hair frizzy. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah, yeah. She's still still got to be smoking hot, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. What was your favorite Van Halen record? Just this is going to be blasphemy, but it's fifty-one fifty. Oh, I used to like you, dude. Oh. I, like <laughs> I, I am one of the few people that love the Hagar years. Oh, okay. And fifty-one fifty for me was like so. Here, here's the big thing about Van Halen. It's not just that Eddie is an insane guitar god monster. Right, because so is Ingve, but the difference between Ingve and Eddie is Eddie can write the songs. 
Mm-hmm. He writes catchy songs with catchy hooks and still manages to do his guitar ty- pyrotechnics without making it too, like, you know, like, like an Ingve record, you know, where, where it just <laughs> He's becomes not trying so, to showboat. Yeah. Yeah. It just, yeah, yeah. it was just great stuff. Right. And, um, it, the 5150 is, I felt like that's where, like, Eddie really, like, matured maybe i don't know if that's the word as a songwriter but i dude that that record's hits that that that's like almost all hits ever there's so many singles from that record but one one of my favorite songs from that record and that's that's why this one always stands out is the song summer nights you know and it it was kind of like a um like beautiful girls part two essentially for me because, because, okay. and and it's a toss up because the beautiful girls like that's such a great song, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Even their cover of "Dance the Night Away" was that a cover, or yep. was that a real one? No, it was. Okay, but anyway, but like um, "Summer Nights," man, that's oh, that that's that's one of those songs that just as a teenager, and then you know, growing up where I grew up, where summer was like sh- a very short three months. Um you really just appreciated it when they talk about it, you know? So I, yeah, lo- love that record. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I actually like Sammy Hagar. I'm a Sammy Hagar fan. I'm not really much into the Van Hagar, but when we kind of get into a fave song here, I'm going to drop a little surprise here onto you. My favorite record, mm, just going to go by the one that I've played the most over the years. Yeah. And that's ni- 1984. Like, that's, you know, that's the record I discovered them with. It's, you know, a couple songs on that is, like, kind of the soundtrack, you know, of your life. Oh, yeah. Okay. Some of those songs, you know, would would definitely epitomize that. And it was, it especially the teen years. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I, I had a lot of hardcore, some DRI, Minor Threat. I discovered Venom and the, the Big Four and all that. But, yeah, some stuff off of... 1984 as well like epitomized my teen years i'm trying not to talk about too many individual songs and all that but i will say you know as that young teenager just getting into high school and all that like come on hot for teacher oh that 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 song was the shiznits man i guess that's what the kids are saying like for a young a young kid just like just going into high high school now. That song, and you're every every you know you're always praying. Well, maybe I'll get that hot teacher. Have you yeah. seen <laughs> uh, Varsity Blues with James Vanderbeek? I uh, probably sh- with Vanderbeek. Isn't, yeah. that, isn't that like back in the eighties? No, it was in the nineties. James Vanderbeek was in oh, okay. um, uh, what was it? Was it Dawson's Creek? Right. Yeah. And yeah. so he played a football player in Texas. Um, high school football player. And so he organizes an outing where he um, gets the entire, well, like, I guess, like most of his buddies into this uh, strip club. And because they have this one teacher who's been really, really attractive and he kind of figures it out. And so they go and it's their teacher as a stripper. They're like, how is she affording a car like that? You know, they're, they're kind of like leading up to it and she's stripping at night and she comes out to hot for teacher. 
Oh my god! You know, and it's so killer because, like, you know, you see the shock on her face. She can't believe it's her students, and the, and the guys are just singing line like, "God got it bad, so bad." You know, it's just so killer, and and like like because that really epitomizes what you're talking about. Like that's you know that's every well, guy's man. dream. You know. Oh, for sure. Well, I think sure. maybe most. You know? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that kind of puts me like I have young i i got a young i got a lot of young female friends half my age and all that and i and i tell you if i was ever walking to a strip bar and to see one of those friends of mine up on the stage i would i would burn that place to the ground i would be dragging her off the stage and i would be just leveling the place but that's a guy's prerogative i guess that's i guess that's kind of the the uh like it's going back to the paternal thing oh and the double you standard know, you, you know of course yeah so like that's that's the word i was looking for it's yeah. a total double standard well think you about know, this you, you, right <laughs> like so as guys we get hot for teacher oh we, yeah what do girls get don't stand so close to me that's true. Right? That's true. You know, true enough. When Fair it's the enough. older guy crushing on the girl or the girl crushing on the teacher. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Get away. Get away. Get away. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? Oh, like, yeah. It's a total double standard. It, dude. Yeah. It's uh, And I, it, I honestly didn't hit me how bad it was till right now. Like, oh, no. I've always. Wow. Been that's there. awful. Yeah. yeah. No, because like it's, it's, it's the same that if you have uh, a a teacher a male teacher 40 yeah you know hitting on like an 18 year old student or whatever who's on her on her way out or yeah. even younger which is which is even worse okay like that's brutal like string him up hang him by his nuts fire him get him done and all that right you reverse it okay that 17 year old okay okay who's screwing his hot teacher yeah okay like how much of a victim is really there you know what i mean <laughs> you know you know right. she's she's still the predator and she should yeah. not be working with kids yeah okay i'll give them that much but you know yeah yeah it's <laughs> what do you what, what are you saying what are you saying to your 17 year old son oh like if little snowy was a was was a boy and he was doing that like my wife would be going ballistic on him right but you'd be okay, high five I, I, I would kind of be in the background now son you shouldn't have been doing that but when mom's not around yeah high five, Woo. High five. yeah that's exactly what I'm <laughs> okay this is wrong yeah it okay? is it's, it is but it's just like i don't know <laughs> I don't know. It's everything we're saying, everyone. Grain of salt. Grain of salt. It's 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 not true, but it is. You know. Yeah. Definitely. Um, what about your favorite tune? Do you have a favorite Van Halen song? Well, so "Summer Nights" is is probably so watching hot teacher tonight. The video. Oh, dude, that's such a great video. <laughs> but like, so. So, Summer Nights is probably still my favorite, but I have a close second. And that close right. second is from the For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge record. And it was Standing on Top of the World. 
Okay. And the reason know. is, and I can't remember if I told this story on air yet. No, no, I haven't told this story on the air yet. Um, I, I need to I need to ask my friends if they're ready for this to com- go completely public. I mean, it's been 20 some years now. Um, and I'd kind of like to have at least one of them, if not both of them on to really talk about it. Okay. Um, but it was me and uh, two of my friends. I, oddly enough, I was talking to one of them today and we were reminiscing about how the three of us Went and played a show in Ohio with absolutely no prep. We made a set list on the way because the band I was with that I booked the show for kicked me out. Whoa. Yeah. They, they pulled a Mustang on, on the road. Yeah, they kicked me out. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, well, we have this gig. I'm like, well, all right, F you guys. I'm going to go do the gig anyway. And so I did. I called up the best musicians I knew. What are you guys doing? Here's what we're, where we're going. And we totally, you know, did, I mean, it wasn't a great, but we had a good time but um it, those same people um we we were having an um an incident that was involving um the police and while the three of us were you know waiting for the officer to go back and forth between the vehicles we're all you know in the car and standing on top of the world is coming on and we're just chuckling and laughing and having a great time talking about that Top of the world, ma. Yep. And we're singing along because we're like, we're just laughing. It's like, well, here we are getting arrested and standing on top of the world. You know, it was, dude, it, we're just, you know, I mean, it's like two in the morning at this point. We're just laughing, you know, and it's, it's a good story. Like, like I really, I really need to get the clearance to, to bring them on and talk about this one. But um, I want to hear more. I want to hear yeah. more. Yeah, because because my like when I when I was back for the Kiss concert, my buddy and I were talking about it. He still has the um the citation he was written. He keeps it in his <laughs> wallet, <laughs> and um we were talking about it. I'm like, can you imagine if we would have done that today? He's like, dude, we'd all been shot. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we really would have shot. Been. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it. Yeah, yeah, sure. because it's 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 a shoot first, ask questions later kind of kind of mentality yeah. now. But yeah, anyway. I digress, but yeah. So standing on top of the world has a very special place in my heart. <laughs> right on, right on. And when Nicholas is older, when I hear this full story, I'm sharing it with him, man. Oh, right dude, on. I'll share it with him. Like I told my my nephews, because my um, sorry, I need a drink of water. My um, my sister's a little uptight, and oh, my nephews. Had, had a run in with the police, right? And much more innocent. They were basically, um, they were all a bunch of track stars, right? So they all can run and run really well. And so they decided to go out one night and play Ding Dong Ditch, you know, okay. or, or Ring and Run, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And where they screwed up is the idiots went back to the same place twice. So that tells you already that they're not good criminals, which is a good thing, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They're terrible criminals. And so um, they got caught, but then here's the best part. They got caught because one of their friends was lagging behind and they went back to get him, right? So it was a no man left behind situation. They were bad criminals because they, you know, rang the same doorbell twice. And they're lucky they didn't get shot um, because that's, I think the guy came out with a gun the second time he was prepared. Wow. Um, Yeah, yeah. But then like. So the police officer brings them to my mother's house because that's where my nephews were staying that weekend. And, you know, thankfully, because, you know, 
unfortunately, my mom is no stranger to the police calling in the middle of the night. <laughs> so she's like, oh, okay. And, and like the officer's like, you're handling this really well. He's like, she's like, well, yeah, my son helped prep me for this. <laughs> you know? And, and because the boys are like really, really worried. And, and she just looks at him, she's like, oh, sweetie, like your uncle Aaron, like, no, really, come on in, we're fine. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And so when we were back in March, I was sharing the story. So they would like all loosen up and be like, oh, okay. It's the family genetics. We're good. You know? There we go. There we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For me, far and away, not only is Panama my favorite Van oh, Halen so song, good. it's probably like my second or third favorite song. Just like overall, like those every once in a while, I'll get the same meme across my timeline a big stack of uh amps you know what's yeah. the first song you play on this or there'll be an old-fashioned ghetto blaster it's 1985 what's the first song you play on this and you know just stuff like that and i always give the same answer like in panama you know like is those opening riffs oh dude like you know, like you, they are so original, and you know exactly what it is just from the opening, you know, from 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 the opening riff, and it's just ah, oh, it is absolutely amazing. But then that breakdown section, reach down between my legs, ease the seat back. She's blinding, I'm flying. Oh, definitely, dude. Did so you ever hear good. Pat Pat Boone's in a metal mood? No. Have you 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 ever heard that? Okay. Well, no. he does this lounge act version or this easy listening version of Panama. Okay, oh. and it's Pat Boone, so yeah. you know kind of what to expect. So when the first time I heard it, and I've got this record kind of as a novelty and all that, I'm listening to Pat Boone's version of Panama. And when it came time for that breakdown, yeah, and it was like, reach down, ease the seat back. You're a pussy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Pat Boone totally yeah. refused to say between my legs. I'm like, really, really, yeah. dude. It's not 1950 anymore. Yeah. Come on. <clears throat> I'll pour you a lemmy myself. Like, get the <laughs> stick out of your ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do have a little Van Hagar in my collection, though. Remember the movie Twister? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. The theme song to that, Van Hagar's Human's Being. Yeah. Okay, that's just, it's, oh, it's like, wow. Like, the first time I heard it, it's like, this is Van Hagar? No, it's not. Like, this is, this is heavy, this is rocking, this is rolling, like, like, this is fantastic. And for some reason, although there's no real mention of tornadoes or anything like that, I, 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 I don't know, it just, it just fit the movie. Well, you know, it, have you heard the story track. behind that song? No, no. Like, that was the song that kind of pushed Eddie over the edge with Sammy and started the the decline of the Van Hagar years because um, they met with the directors and the directors were like, we don't want the song to have 
anything to do with tornadoes. And he says, Sammy comes back. The first thing he does is hand me all these lyrics about tornadoes, white knuckles, teeth clenched, all this sort of stuff. He's like, no, he's like, the director doesn't want that. So like that song was a fight um, to get out of them, which is probably why we like it so much. Ah, uh, uh, see, I had no idea. I just knew that it was a kick-ass song. And yeah. just over the years, it's just kind of become one of my uh, favorite Van Halen songs. And it's like, I have it. I know there's another, I think there's an Eddie Van Halen just solo guitar song on it, like kind of doing his Jimi Hendrix impression within all that. I couldn't tell you another song off of that soundtrack because the rest just doesn't matter yeah. maybe maybe if there were seven inch singles maybe my mom would have been right i just <laughs> I just, <laughs> just would have just bought but um but the van halen or the um the humans being the seven incher and all that um a clock on the wall saying we should probably get in to tonight's indie spotlight here but you just got some cool van halen moments well you, you did kind of share one standing on top of the yeah. world there with the police well that was a good one <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah but i have seen van halen twice in concert mm-hmm. um the last time was with the I think it was the first Roth reunion tour, and I saw that in Pittsburgh with Sean and John from Iron City Rocks nice. um, and our wives. It was, it was a blast. But my first time was 1988, Monsters of Rock. Van Halen is the headliner. Um, who opened? Kingdom Come opened. Second up was Metallica. Metallica. I think, I think, this... I think pretty sure they're, they're second, and that's who I was there for. Right. And then Dokken, and then Scorpions. The, the Scorps, yeah. And then Metallica. Or, no, I'm sorry, and then Van Halen. Dude, the Scorpions blew me away that day. But then Van Halen was amazing. Like, they were, they had, that that show just blew me away. I was so excited to see him. It was a Van Hagar show because it was 88. I can't remember if OU812 was out yet. Um, But I remember... Um, Michael Anthony with a Jack Daniels bass and chugging Jack Daniels while he played. Oh, you know, how, how do you do that? Like, it was how, just, do, how, how can you? Oh, sorry, like oh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm a wuss. Okay, when when it comes to liquor, yeah, yeah, I, I have to chase it or mix it. Well, I see these rock stars and drinking like straight Jack Daniels yeah. right out of the bottle. It's like. Oh, how do you do that? It's funny you uh-huh. say that because I remember like, holy cow, my dad's like, there's no way he's doing that. He's like, I promise you that is fake. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be. Yeah, I, I always yeah. thought that too. Like, it's got to be. Yeah, because my, my dad took me and friends to the Monsters of Rock show. Like, right. you know, like I wanted to go to the show. Dad took the day off of work and took us, you know. And so, I mean, like, I told you, like, Dad took me to my first Kiss show. He took me to that Monsters of Rock show. Like, <sighs> some good times, man. Good times. Right on, right on, right on. For my my Van Halen moment, okay, a special moment I'll never forget. Happened at a Quiet Riot concert. Really? Yeah, yeah. The first, the first time I saw Quiet Riot, it was 1984. I'd just gone metal full time it's the condition critical record and when you were talking about your friend 
um, having the Van Halen having the Van Halen shirt, and he oh, was yeah. he he was automatically the cool guy. Oh yeah, and all all of that that concert, okay, that that Quiet Ride concert, White Snake and Kickaxe were the support. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was um, the slided in record for oh, White Snake. Oh, that's a good record. The Monday morning yeah. in my junior high and high school and all that, it was kind of converged a bit. Every other metalhead, every other rocker had that slided in t-shirt. The same one. It was like it was like the football team had a new jersey and they all wore it around that day. Yeah. Or, or whatever. Well, anyways, that was like the first that's what I call my first real concert. I'd seen a couple pop bands, a couple of rock bands before that but my first real concert was quiet riot after white snake had just just killed yeah okay an absolutely incredible set just kind of in between you know we're waiting for the stage to get switched up waiting for quiet Riot to come on you know they play music in the pa and all that yeah those same opening riffs that i talked about with van halen's panama yeah they started to blare through the pa Oh, the drink cool. erupted for a bad pun there, okay? Like, just <laughs> everyone just... You heard those opening riffs and the whole arena just went, yeah! It's like, wow. If, if everyone's cheering a pre-recorded song over the PA? Like, I will never forget this moment. This is amazing. That is cool. Here I am, pushing 50. I've never forgotten that moment. It was amazing. That's just what a big deal Van Halen is. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that will always be kind of like a special moment for me with Van Halen. So once again, like, yeah, we're just like, like I said, I knew he was ill or he was. I thought maybe he had overcome it because he hadn't heard anything about it or whatnot in a while and um i could just hope to just kind of wrap it up before we get into tonight's indie spotlight because i know this band would be absolutely thrilled to be featured you know in the same breath as our discussion with van halen before we get to that you heard of them now billy huh <laughs> you heard of them now hmm here is tonight's indie spotlight We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. When it comes to the whole metal scenes and all that, Canada, you know, like in the U.S., you have you have New York, you have L.A. Okay, in England, you have London, you have Birmingham. You know, like you have metal hotspots in canada you have your toronto you have montreal you have vancouver halifax the city of halifax halifax new brunswick just doesn't really get mentioned too much when it comes to making the metal goodness hopefully brunswick where all the bowling balls come from 
New Brunswick, where are the bowling balls? Isn't is that what I've seen on the bowling balls? They're always like Brunswick bowling balls, isn't it? Oh, oh, okay. I guess. Okay. <laughs> yes. I learned something new every day. I'm going to have to look into that. I don't know. I don't know. But Halifax, New Brunswick, really not, not really kind of like a metal hotspot. Hopefully that will be changing very soon. Once the awesome meddlers ancient thrones kind of gets their shit out there, kind of widespread. Their latest release, The Veil, will be available November 6th, and we're stoked to present them right now in two nights in the spotlight from the aforementioned Halifax. I can't believe I'm kind of saying that. This is Ancient Thrones with the soul to flesh.
www.facebook.com slash ancient thrones really no weird spelling or anything ancient thrones you know how to spell them all in one words as well ancient thrones dot bandcamp.com check them out there as well good stuff good stuff well my friend tonight was another kick-ass episode and so far um october itself has uh been pretty sweet so i can't complain i can't complain once again before we get on out of here i do want to Again, you know, congratulate you and say thank you for all you do with radioactive metal. I just don't want to—I don't want to blow any smoke up your ass, but honestly, dude, like, I don't know. You know, there were some changes with the show when you right soon after you came on. Like, without your input and out your without your help, dude, there might not have been a radioactive metal. We might not have gone this far. So, I want to thank you for um, for hanging in there. And uh, joining me every week. This has been absolutely fantastic. Thank oh, you. Thanks, man. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. And of course, we want to thank... Um, there's just a variety of people. Since this is our 14th you know, year anniversary, number one, if you've... Anyone, if you've listened to every episode, or perhaps you're just hearing about us now because you're a big fan of tonight's creature feature or indie spotlight um thank you thank you for you know making us a part of your life um i cannot imagine um not doing this (laughs) you know so it's for our listeners that we do it for and thank you and of course there's just a variety of people behind the scenes that because they're working behind the scenes, you know, they don't want the pat on the back. They don't want to be mentioned. They don't want this and all that. And that's fine. We've always kind of respected that. But I think maybe we should at least thank them at this point. Say thank you for all of your hard work. Because Hell yes. it, it, it's not just me, you know, pick, pick, picking up the phone and calling up, you know, from some someone from Testament or saying, you know, like, let's talk oh sure snow you know like this you know <laughs> there's 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 a way of doing things and we have a really really cool stable of people behind the scenes that have been helping us some of them for years now and all that so thank you so much of course we want to give a um a shout out and hello to all of our past guests or all of our past um hosts going back to Mr. Mr. Dario Psycho many, many, many years ago. Of course, along came our good buddy Rock, who was just for eight, eight, nine years. You know, he was on the show. I want to say hello. And horns up to Big Willie, who was with us for a, for a while there. I know he's still killing it in the Boston Yeah, and area. it was just his birthday the other day. It was, it was. So, yes, horns up and happy birthday. And, of course, the the three lovely young ladies that have joined us over the years um my good friend elizabeth she's uh, she's a kickboxer kicking ass over in europe now there's not a day go by that i don't think of her and of course kareen you know out of all the ladies she's been on the show the longest i want to say five six years yeah 
at least at least i know she put up she put up with a lot of shit from us but she gave it back oh my goodness did she dude she, she, she gave it back and of course we got to say hi to our good buddy sky you know like she's still she's still a part of us there's just so much going on in her life that she can't just she can't be joining us right now and with everything that's going on in the world we totally get it but um you know as soon as you're ready my friend you know, I, I told her just last week the seat, you know, that she that she sits at will always remain warm for her. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And of course, thank you. Thank you to the big boss man at Pure Rock Radio, Rich, for putting up <laughs> with, our with us. Yeah. And, and everything that he does. Yeah. Yeah. Just. All we have to do, like when it comes time to do an interview and all that, I just say, yeah, the the show will be will be aired on Pure Rock Radio, and that's all I got to say. And the subject, their their ears perk up, their eyes perk up, and it's like, all right, let's do this, you know, right on, right on. Of course, I want to say hello and horns up to Tony at the Shining Wizards Network. Um, big fan of all of those shows at the network for years leading up to us finally uh coming on so when tony said yeah come on in come on in guys the water's warm you know we we were uh more than excited so everyone and if i forgot anyone i'm sorry but you are definitely in our hearts and minds um how could people get a hold of us well they can go to facebook.com slash radmetal, keep up with our events and everything else that's going on there. You can hit us up on this social media. Well, I guess Facebook's kind of social. I feel like it's anti-social nowadays. But if you just want like fun pictures, go to Instagram at radmetal666. If you'd like the occasional witty whatever, we don't do a lot out there, but we should on Twitter also at radmetal666. If you would like to exchange snail mail, if you will, moose mail in Canada, um, with Snowy, you can just drop us a line at radmetal666 at gmail.com or message us on any of the social media platforms. We'll get you his address and you guys can send each other like mail back and forth, like real mail, mm-hmm. just like the old pen bangers. Um, the of old course, pen bangers, yeah shinywizardsnetwork.com and thanks to the Shining Wizards Network not only are we on podcast aggregators like um, iTunes and such where we've been for years but through Shining Wizards we're also part of Spotify so you can check us out there and of course here is first every Thursday night purerockradio.net mm-hmm. to get us on out of here whoa, we're going to keep going with kind of the Halloween spirit um, Witch Trap recently dropped their latest record, Evil Strikes Again. This is a really good band I discovered during um, my time selling some of their records uh, at the War of Music shop. So really stoked to see Witch Trap having a new record out now. Um, available, the good folks at Hell's Headbangers. Let's go with the title track from Evil Strikes Again. In the meantime and in between time... That's it. This has been a Spreading Rumors episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snow White. And this is Aaron. Signing off. <laughs>
I'm not.